Downloading. Downloading. Audio. Nonstop. Thanks for downloading the SOS Radio Podcast. This past year, it's wreaked havoc on society in so many different ways. And one of the hardest hit areas is the way that it affects our mental health and it affects our emotions. And that goes into our soul. And we're talking about breaking through today on SOS Radio with author and therapist Janelle Raritan. How are you today? I am doing great. It's a beautiful, sunny day here in Virginia. You know, one of the artists we play here on SOS posted a quote on social media last week and said, you know, if you're not willing to change, don't expect your life to change either. There's a lot of tough love in there, Janelle. I mean, God gives us the tools necessary to make changes, but doesn't mean it's easy. Oh, it's not easy. No, I always say it's not easy, but it's empowering. So let's talk about transforming our pain into meaning. I mean, because there's the whole idea of we know there's drama in our life. We know that we've dealt with pain, but we don't want our shame to just hold us in a holding pattern. How do we start to even do that? How do we start to fix that, Janelle? Well, I believe I actually have thought about this question so long and hard. Like, where do you start? You know, what is that very first step? And in the work that I do, I start with my creation story, (laughs) Genesis 2-7. I sit there and I go, you know what? God did not create junk. He didn't. He created me and he breathed his life into my being. So I sit in Genesis 2-7 and I probably have read that scripture a million times. I have it recorded as a beautiful audio meditation on my own website and I've probably listened to it even a thousand million times. And just allow those words that God breathed his life into me and I became a living being. I really just sat with that and sat with that until it started to take root in my life. So I guess, you know, the simple answer is just going back to the origin of our own story of who he actually created us to be before the world came in and wrecked the havoc on us that you're talking about, either through our family of origins through systems, through coaches, through anyone who has decided to project onto us a negative narrative. We're talking to Janelle Raritan today at SWIS Radio, and she's a life coach and a professor and an award-winning author. Janelle, what are some of the tools that we need to dig into when we want to find that healing? Because you were talking about a minute ago how God wired us up with unique giftings and talents, and there's a creation story that God thought through who he wanted you to be, and he likes who you are. Even if you don't feel like you look the way that you feel like everybody wants you to look, or you don't sound the way that everybody thinks you should sound, or you know your personality seems a little more awkward than some other people's. Where do we go to really realize that there's tools there that God has actually given us already? There's a Greek word, Aristotle, called eudaimonia, and it means to live a life filled with purpose, a life that is filled with our always tapping our potential. And so I start with meaningfulness and kind of cast a larger picture And that would require us to sit once again. You know, I come back to the beginning, come back to my beginning of when God decided that I was a good idea. (laughs) (laughs) I think I'm going to create her today and I'm going to give her all of these qualities and I am going to bring her into this world. And then uh, secure attachment is a, a huge tool. Attachment is just the gift we're given when we're born, hopefully, into a healthy family and we're seen, we're heard, we're known. We know we're safe. We know we're secure. Not everybody gets that privilege. In fact, statistics say only 55% of our population have that kind of attachment. 
We go then to our thoughts. Cognitive reframing is another tool. Self-compassion is a huge tool. Learning how to use our voice, healthy assertiveness, spiritual growth, memory reconsolidation, community, just to name a few. (laughs) You know, we've all felt the brokenness this year. I mean, broken hearts and broken families and relationships and and we all crave healing for our soul. And we're talking with Janelle Raritan today at SWS Radio. And she's a therapist and a life coach. And Janelle, we all know how Jesus talks about how we're going to experience troubles in this life and pain. It's a result of the fallen world we live in, but the pain we experience doesn't really have to cripple us. You know, where do we even start to transform pain and recognize the pain that's there, that there can be meaning we can find from this? It truly does begin in our own heart and in our own mind and in our own soul and body. So one of the greatest beginnings that I offer my own clients, and I offer myself, obviously, is we have to create some form of atmosphere in our lives where we can learn to calm down our nervous systems, okay? What does that mean? What does that look like? Well, that's that secure attachment I was telling you about. So when we're born into this beautiful, secure home, which not all of us have that, if we haven't had that, then we've got to begin there. And we begin by just learning how to get quiet, learning how to perhaps put into practice some of those spiritual formation disciplines that are a little bit more complicated, like stillness and silence and solitude. And start by giving our heart a big dose of quiet and love so we can actually hear ourselves thinking. Now, back in 2018, Lauren Daigle wrote a song called You Say, and in the song she sings, you know, I'm more than just the sum of every high and every low. We play it all the time on SWS Radio, and Mm. human beings are emotional, right? You know, we're created, but often, you know, we directly correlate God's love towards us based off the way we feel in our emotions. We're actually talking with Janelle Raritan today at SWS Radio. She's a therapist and a professor and an award-winning author, but, you know, if... Love is dependent on how we're feeling. We're never going to find our true self, right? And if we say, I feel this way about truth, we're never going to really understand that truth is absolute. You know, Janelle, how do you even start to regulate emotions so that we can recognize there are highs and lows, but we don't allow those to cripple us, but they do allow us to enhance life in some fresh ways? Right. I always like to say, what frame am I looking at my life through or what lenses, right? Yeah. So the frame that I looked through and saw my life was through the lens of having grown up in an alcoholic home. So I'm going to keep harping on that, but that was my foundation. That was how I looked at my life. And so I had to begin to understand what a healthy frame looked like. If I looked through the frame of someone who had had the healthiest, most secure foundation to grow in. So in that, I had to learn that emotions are just energy. That's what they are, Scott. Emotions are energy. They direct us. They don't dictate us. So if we can understand these over 34,000 emotions that the experts tell us we have, (laughs) if we can get real comfortable with understanding that they're just energy, Some are hot energy, like anger or rage or unbridled anger. 
some are cool energy, right? Well, when you're beginning this process, I want my clients, I want myself to get very acquainted with the cooler emotions so that my nervous system calms down and that will lead me to be able to move through my life more in control of my emotions and my emotions controlling me. We're not talking easy here. You said that at the get-go, and I'm so thankful, Scott, that you said that (laughs) because, you know, we're not talking easy. If you've lived a life filled with dysregulated emotions or letting emotion control you, you know, you've got to take some steps back. And I like to begin that with helping you get acquainted with your calmer, cooler emotions so that you can be a little bit more peaceful and calm. And I like to say, I've been saying this a lot in my own life lately, calm is highly underrated. (laughs) Calm is really cool. And so I am getting more calm and more calm into my life every day. And boy, if ever we needed that, it is right now. When things don't go according to plan, we always ask, what if? What if I did this? What if this happened? What if my circumstances were different? You know, we always think like, oh, if I knew what I knew now, things would be different. I'd be in a different position in our life. I guess we call that hindsight's 2020. We're actually talking about that with author and therapist Janelle Raritan today at SWS Radio. When we look back at all the hypotheticals in our life, it doesn't do any good to us, right? You know, We all want to move forward. We all want to learn from our mistakes, but it's painful. You know, Janelle, you've actually experienced how pain and shame can actually shut someone down. How did you handle that? Well, shame shut me down for a whole long time, long, long time, many decades. And, you know, shame in its understanding is just something that makes us feel it's an intensely painful feeling, as Dr. Brene Brown tells us, you know, it's an intensely painful feeling or experience of believing we are flawed and inherently unworthy of love. So there's that word unworthy. And so when I began at the beginning, going back to Genesis 2-7, where God breathed his life into me and he decided, hey, this girl, Janelle, is a great idea. Scott is a great idea. And I'm going to breathe my life into them, my virtues, my capacity to overcome anything. I'm going to breathe into them my grace. I'm going to breathe an acceptance. So once that began to really take root in my soul, mind, heart, body, then I began to accept myself. That's the key, isn't it? So if I accept myself in the same manner in which God accepts me, because so many of us have God sitting on a huge throne in regalia, And one of my clients even had a vision when we were working together of a big plexiglass wall between her and this king God sitting on a high throne, and he was unapproachable to her. That's not the God that I came to know and love in my healing journey. I came to know a God who loves me unconditionally, who offers me grace, who holds me accountable and accepts all of my flaws. He accepts me good, bad, and ugly. And man, what a relief that is (laughs) when we can come to sit with our good, bad, and ugly, right? And grow through that and not constantly judge or blame others or shame ourselves. We just accept it and we make meaning of all of our history and we move forward. 
And it's interesting because our relationship with God, it's not like our relationships are with other people, like in the context of a friend-to-friend friendship or even a dating relationship, like being clingy isn't necessarily a good thing. But in our relationship with God, there's a lot of power available in what you call a good cling. Well, when I was trying to understand in my own emotional healing what secure attachment or attachment theory meant in my mental health, I planted something called a moonflower. And moonflowers grow at night. They're stunning. They open about dusk and they bloom all through the night and then they close up in the morning. And it just went crazy. It just, it's a vine and it went everywhere and everywhere. And then I decided to plant two and it just went everywhere and they got too clingy. So I define cling in the aspect that we want just enough cling. We don't want to be too clingy because that would be codependent or too, too clingy, which would be enmeshment. Someone can't live without another person. You know, we need to have a good cling and a good, healthy cling means we have autonomy. We're independent. We're interdependent with other people, but that we're real good in our own bodies. So I created an acronym or acrostic, however you want to say it, of CLING, C-L-I-N-G. It was very, very helpful for me, and I pray it's helpful for you. Consider secure attachment. What does this look or feel like to you? You know, and there's an attachment quiz on my website, Scott, that everybody can start there. Then L, look at nature's reflection of the power of a good cling. You know, if you don't have a vine growing in the trellis in your backyard, just search online for vines and look at beautiful vines. Look at vineyards. Maybe you live somewhere where you could just walk through the vineyards and see how beautiful the grapes cling and hang, right? Then I is identify where and what make you feel alive and fully awake. We want to live a life where we feel inside our bodies that we're fully awake. So identify that. Name is the end. Name negative influences, negative feedback, and naysayers in your life. Yeah. Have we not all had some naysayers, some people who have projected onto us negative, hurtful words or narratives that we have got to make meaning of and reconcile so that we can truly cling well to God And then G, gather strength from healthy relationships and healthy community. We want to gather strength wherever, however we can. Well, we're talking with Janelle Raritan today at SWIS Radio, and she has a new book. It's called Stronger Every Day that breaks down that CLING acronym in a whole lot more detail, but also talks about like nine tools for an emotionally healthy you. Thanks for spending some time with us today, Janelle. Oh, Scott, my pleasure. I pray that everyone puts every one of these tools in their emotional health toolbox and has the best year ever. Thanks for streaming Scott Harold's podcast from SOS Radio. If, if you're one of our regular listeners, would you consider giving it a five-star rating? It really helps spread the word.